eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, Homefield Apparel. Dot com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code Auburn Undercover. That's all caps, all one word. Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product. And Auburn is one of their biggest sellers, like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn Undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Got a quick emergency reaction episode for you guys to uh, you know some unsurprising news in Auburn's quarterback race. Uh, it is Sunday afternoon, and there has yet to be an official announcement, but uh, we have confirmed multiple times over um, in, in unsurprising uh, development that TJ Finley will be named Auburn's starting quarterback, expected to be uh, to be official as early as Sunday afternoon, but uh, he will be the starter for uh, for Saturday against Mercer in the season opener at least. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is something where. Uh, 
this has been a lot of improvement for TJ Finley this offseason. And, you know, you talk to his teammates and you talk to his coaches and everything has to do with, you know, his understanding of the system and, you know, being comfortable, you know, being the only returning scholarship quarterback. I know it's a new offensive coordinator, but it's still Brian Harson's system. And, uh, you know, I actually caught up with TJ last night in, uh, in Opelika. He was signing, signing autographs and, you know, he talked about that was the biggest thing was coming back in a system, you know. He was a guy who transferred um, to another high school in Louisiana as a sophomore. He said, you know, it was difficult back then and it was difficult now to to transfer. And, you know, not only that, but Jason, something you've talked about before is that even when Finley came in last season, entirely different quarterback than Bo Nix. Like, I mean, could not even be, you know, farther ends of the spectrum. So it was an offense obviously tailored to Bo Nix. Now it has become apparent that this will be an offense early in the season that is tailored to TJ Finley. No surprise. He won the job over the course of fall camp. Really, this has been the conclusion for the better part of the past two weeks. And Jason, when we were at practice yesterday, you and I were talking down the field. Uh, I can't remember what you said, but you said, you know, if 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 anyone here, you know, can't figure out who QB one is based on what we watched in practice, then uh, then I don't know what they're looking at because uh, you know, certainly over the past couple of weeks, it has been very very clear who the who the dominant player in that room has been and who who has the most confidence and who's the best at running the offense. Yeah, you, you know, it's been since the first scrimmage. Um, they they've had really two quarterbacks they've been working with. It's been TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, Jack Calzada's been third. He's still getting some reps, but and even in the open practice we were at yesterday, it was majority TJ Finley, then Robbie Ashford with a good bit after him, and Zach Calzada and Holden Garner got a few reps here or there. I mean, it was a, a decided difference. But TJ Finley's been the guy, heck. We talked about it after we talked to Brian Harson on on that the Saturday after that practice um, about just what he's looking for, what they're looking for in a quarterback, and it was the description of T.J. Finley. He he just talked about T.J. Finley doing the same things. Um, he's been the most consistent of the guys. He's been a guy that that's kind of taken ownership of the room more than the others have. And when you, you talked about it, you, you talked to him about it last night. A lot of that's because it's a familiar thing for him. You know, hey, you go to LSU, play your first year. Come to Auburn, play. Last year, you know, you're in a new system, and now you're you're in the first system again. It, I, I talked to Jason Campbell the other day. I said, look, it, how how different is it when you're in a system for the second year? He goes, it's a completely different world as quarterback. And I think we've seen some of that from TJ Finley. You can see it in comfort, um, moving guys around, putting them in the right positions, and you know, people can. Kind of believe what they want to believe. I put a quote up from from TJ Finley when we talked to him in Birmingham before the Birmingham Bowl last year about kind of the offense. He goes, "Hey, it's Brian Harson's offense. There's nothing different about this offense other than the play caller. It's the same thing they've done. Um, it might look a little different because of the play caller because there's some things they may want to do. They may look a little different because it's TJ Finley instead of Bo Nix. But it's the system is there. He's in place. He's comfortable, and he's going to have first crack. Um, I still think we're going to see Robbie Ashford." Uh, I think we're going to see Robbie Ashford Saturday and and actually running the offense, but TJ Finley is is the clear number one and 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 has been for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, so much of what we've heard about the way in which he's risen to the top of this room is is like you talked about. Um, you know, it's not just it's not just the completions, it's not just you know being at the controls of the passing game, but um, it's what happens before the snap is taken, and that was like you said, knowing from the first scrimmage. That was something that was very apparent early on was, um, you know, Brian Harson's description of, look, you know, we can't improve this passing game. This is a passing game that has a lot of other issues, too. This is something that needs work on the offensive line. These receivers need to get better. 
And basically from Harson's perspective, it was, we can't do any of this if our quarterback can't line people up correctly. And again, that's where Finley coming in as the only returning scholarship quarterback, um, you know, Harson would describe all of these issues that the other guys have had. And then he goes out there and like you said, instantly follows that up with a description of TJ saying he's got guys in the right place. You know, we, he saw something pre-snap gets a receiver lined up on a mismatch and boom, we convert a third and nine, just things like that. Like you mentioned, that was, that was scrimmage number one. And from there it was like, okay, this is what Brian Harson is looking at in terms of the starter for the season opener. Like you said, this, this may change down the road. And, and for Auburn, this is something we we're just kind of regurgitating stuff. We've been talking about, all preseason, but they're in a nice, nice position, a nice spot to have a couple, you know, opponents to, to warm things up before Penn State. And San Jose State has a pretty good defense, but you're in a spot now where TJ Finley is is your guy, but Robbie Ashford can get plenty of work. And honestly, Jason, I, it, it probably wouldn't even if Robbie Ashford had gone out this past week and proved himself to be in a you know a capable of, of being in a starting role. It's probably not the best idea to even start a guy like that because you know TJ's got you know, five. He's got eight eight games of starting experience in the SEC over the past two years. He's the one who's going to be more comfortable running things. So it really does seem like you get TJ out there, you make sure he can run things effectively. Um, but if he doesn't, it, all indications are Robbie Ashford will absolutely get his opportunity. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think I think for Robbie Ashford to have been the starter, he would have had to have been head and shoulders clear of everybody else. If it's close, then you probably lean to veteran guy that's been there before kind of kind of giving it but I don't think it was that close I think TJ Finley has clearly been the the number one guy in terms of consistency consistency here's the thing Zach Calzada is not out of this thing either but it's, it gets more difficult as you get into a season for a third guy but just because of the reps um I'll, I'll say this if Zach Calzada gets in the mix it's either one of two things either has he has been lights out unbelievable in the few reps he's gotten or it hasn't gone well for the first two um, normally it means it hasn't gone well for the first two. And if TJ Finley goes out and plays well, then he's going to keep the job. But in my estimation, I think that's the whole key of this. You're the first guy, you get the first shot, but I do think Robbie Ashford's going to be involved. I don't think that's changed. Um, you know, I think he'll be the number two guy, you know, who knows? They might even say, Hey, we've got a couple of twos, but I, Robbie Ashford's going to be the second guy in. We've seen that throughout preseason camp and they'll do some different things with him. But I, uh, you know, we, we said it before. I've said it since before this thing started. I thought we'd see multiple quarterbacks in the first game. That hasn't changed with T.J. Finley winning a job. I still think we're going to see Robbie Ashford. And I still think this is one that is an ongoing battle because now you've got to go hold it. This isn't a, a three-year starter that's, uh, well, he, he won the competition. Now T.J. Finley's got to go out and earn it, uh, even though he, he'll be the first guy that gets that crack. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a continual process. For him again, this I, I carefully, you know, talking about it at the beginning is, you know, he is the starter for the beginning of the season. Uh, and, and, and this is like you said, there is nobody really in this room that is, um, you know, you like you said, you don't have a third year starter. Um, you do have someone who has been better than everybody else, like we mentioned at, at practice throughout preseason early on. And then, you know, yesterday it's been, you know, overly clear who is the most confident running this running this offense. Um, got a couple comments on here on Facebook talking about, you know, Harson brings in a couple transfers and still goes with the original guy. Um, I, I think maybe that, that gives us an opportunity here to touch on Zach Calzada. Um, you know, it's from Auburn staff perspective, something that we have heard, Jason, um, that it's, you know, TJ Finley has done a nice job settling in and, and, and being the first team guy, but it's almost been a bit confusing for them 
how inconsistent Zach Calzada has been. And that's why, to your point, if he gets in the mix, which right now he's not, I mean, he's, he hasn't been taking first team reps in a week and a half, two weeks. He is not in the mix at the moment. But if he gets in there, maybe it's somebody who can become more comfortable over the course of the season. But as of right now, he's he's the third quarterback, mainly because what we've heard from coaches and people around the program, um, his inconsistency has been has been a bit maddening for them throughout fall camp. Yeah, and, and I think it's you know a little to be expected. You know, you know he was in the spring, and so it gave him a chance to learn the offense. But you're still you're you're going to be rusty. Uh, I do not think it's an injury situation. Still, uh, maybe it's something that might that might crop up. But he's thrown the ball well. It's not arm strength. I mean, all summer, all we saw videos of him and throwing the ball and how good he was throwing it. It's not arm strength and throwing the ball. It, it it's rustiness from from reps. It's learning a new offense, and it's just been inconsistencies. And frankly, those are things that that he had issues with last year. I mean, you know, you know, he did start ten games for Texas A and M. Yes, they did beat Alabama and Auburn, but they did lose four games. And so there were inconsistencies, even though he was the starting quarterback at Texas A and M. Those are still things that that he's dealing with, and that was the biggest issue in in this camp. Is um, you know how how can you clean those things up? Because the arm talent's there, the physical skills are there. But you also have to do other things at quarterback, and especially in this system, they're looking for that quarterback to do a whole lot of things pre-snap, um, get guys in the right position, do some checks. We saw a little bit of that last year. In year two, you'd expect to be able to do more of those things in year two of an offense, and, and TJ Family gives you a chance to do that now. Like, again, keep coming back to the same thing. you got to go out and, and, and earn it and do it. And, and, Nathan, something you mentioned earlier, it's more than just a quarterback. <laughs> I've been saying this for a while now. Who the quarterback is to me – um, I won't say it doesn't matter, but if this team can't go out and do the other things around the quarterback, if they can't run the football, if they can't do those things, if they can't make explosive plays, and uh, you know, talk to talk to a, a couple of coaches, um, you know, guys in the high school ranks, guys that played college football, and and one of those is a defensive guy. And he said the same thing. He said, like, the hardest thing to defend and and the the most worrisome part of an offense is having receivers that can that can catch the short ball and take it the distance that we've been talking about Auburn hasn't had that in quite a while. Can they find those guys to help? All that stuff makes TJ Finley's job, Robbie Ashford's job, Zach Calzada, who whatever. It makes that job much easier. That's made it more difficult the last few years. And Auburn has to do those things around the quarterback or it really doesn't matter who that guy is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Yeah, and this is an offense. We, we talked about it a couple shows ago. But, um, you know, at this point, it, it's, it's pretty unquestionable that it's I mean, in your best case scenario. I, I understand Robbie Ashford you know, has a high ceiling in terms of his athleticism and, and and maybe Zach Calzada obviously showed you more than TJ Finley did last year. But at this point, you're talking about the way this offense is tailored. Like you mentioned, Jason, you know, needing to run the ball. Um, this is a system that you look at Brian Harson and what he's liked to do in the past. 
it was TJ Finley and Zach Calzada who made the most sense in terms of that, you know, true pocket passer. Something that TJ talked to me about yesterday was, you know, a big thing in year one for him was when he was thrown into that, when he was thrown into the mix, being the starter for the last few games, even against Georgia State, he was just trying to do a little bit of everything, everything he felt like he needed to do to win the game. So the in the offseason, he kind of took a step back and said, what am I best at? You know, I just want to be consistent at what I'm good at. I want the coaches to know what I'm good at. At the moment, it seems like that's being an accurate quarterback within the pocket. And I mean, that's something that, you know, Brian Harson in the past hasn't had a bunch of scramblers, hasn't had a bunch of dual threat guys. Um, at the same time, though, Jason, something we no- noted yesterday was and then TJ followed it up a few hours later talking about it. Um, you know, he's 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 a better athlete this offseason. He's lost about seven, eight pounds. Um, he said he's been doing a lot of yoga, a lot of stretching um, to become more flexible, not only scrambling, but also in the pocket. Um, so maybe that element of things. And we heard that from a guy like Marcus Harris was a guy who told us, look, he's he's faster than he was last year. So I say all that to kind of touch on these comments I'm seeing on the side. There's there's one that says, uh, how do you all know Harson hasn't developed TJ? You know, you go back to when Harson was hired, everyone finally. And I understand people burned by Gus Malzahn in the past and then kind of the inability for quarterbacks to take the next step. But everyone wanted to Harold Harson as a quarterback developer. Well, now you've got a guy that was his guy. He went out and got him from LSU. It was absolutely his pickup in terms of a transfer recruitment. And he had a full offseason with him. So, you know, it's kind of the rubber meets the road now for a quarterback whisperer, quarterback developer. Um, if, if, it makes a lot of sense why Harson would say, look, you know, it's it's so important for them to win games this season or else he's gone for him to go with a guy that he feels like can run his style of offense in the best way. Yeah, and, and I think that's part. We, we've been saying, I, I think he has developed. Now, how much, to what level he's developed, that remains to be seen. But I think T.J. Finley's a better quarterback than, especially than he was the last couple of games last year when that ankle was bothering me. He he was a statue. He would admit it. He couldn't move. Um, and, and I've said it a couple of times before, but it, it kind of reminds me of Sonny DeShare for Auburn baseball. There's a difference between being fast and athletic. You could be very athletic and not be fast. T.J. Finley's not slow. He's just not a 4-4 guy. But he's also 6'7", 240 pounds, um, but he's athletic. He can move in the pocket. He's shown some of those things. He's not going to be a guy that's going to rush for 100 yards, but you don't need him to be that guy. But you need him to be able to to, to get out of the pocket every once in a while. Um, we saw that. I mean, people remember back to that Georgia State game. That was a much more um, versatile quarterback back there than he was at yep. the end of the year last year. Uh, when he, you know, And part of that is can, can you stay healthy? Can you avoid some of those hits? Can you throw the ball away and get out of the pocket before you get crumpled up in the backfield? I mean, those are important things to stay healthy as a quarterback. But you know, T.J. Finley is an athletic guy. He, he throws the ball well. He stands in the pocket. Um, again, can everybody else around him elevate their game? Offensive line in front, question marks there. Um, I mean, he's one piece of a puzzle on an offense, but it is far from the only piece. You know, we've seen it the last few years. It was the definition of – Quarterback gets too much credit when things go right and, and far too much blame when things go wrong. And that was the definition of Auburn the last three years under Bo Nix. And at the end of this year, no matter who it is, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same situation. Absolutely. How, how much can the other teammates help them out? Yeah. And I mean, like, like we mentioned before, lots of question marks still. Uh, you're probably not going to have Nick Brahms for at least a little while at the beginning of the season. We have no idea what this receiver rotation besides a guy like Shed Jackson Looks like at the moment, um, but again, it goes back to open up with Mercer, which, by the way, scored sixty three points yesterday. I, you know, I, Morehead State is a much different defense than probably like a top fifteen unit in Auburn, but um, it should be a decent test in terms of the defense. Um, 
we'll see. I, I, like you said, we're absolutely going to see TJ and Robbie in this first game. And so, um, anyway, unsurprising announcement. Well, haven't had an official announcement yet, but uh, unsurprising confirmation today on Sunday that TJ Finley will start the season opener for Auburn. I would expect, again, this to be something where they're looking at it pretty heavily in these first couple games. Maybe once you get around to Penn State, that's when you really kind of settle in on uh, on what you want to do moving forward. So uh, anyway, appreciate everybody tuning in, live stream. Appreciate everybody watching. If you guys enjoyed this episode, of course, leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. If you are listening to this on Sunday and the official announcement has not come out yet, would expect it to be to be Sunday at some point, possibly Monday morning. But this is something where Brian Harson wanted to get this out of the way. That way he can dive into it in his press conference tomorrow afternoon. He doesn't have to sit there and, you know, announce it and go through why he made the decision. So uh, anyway, talk to you all later this week. Um, again, we're getting into game week, so we'll have a ton of shows this week. Easily three or four episodes uh, previewing Auburn season opener against Mercer. So uh, appreciate everybody hopping on, tuning in, and uh, we will talk to you all later this week. Everybody have a great start to the week.